Hey, hey, what do you say, Seattle hockey fans? Happy Christmas, Merry Christmas, or just happy Monday. I, of course, am your host, Erica L. Ayala, bringing you a special Christmas episode of Locked on Kraken, and I'm calling this one Voices of the Seattle Kraken Past present, and future. I'll give you a little bit more detail coming up on today's episode of Locked on Kraken. You are Locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hey, hey, what do you say, Seattle hockey fans? Welcome to a a special Christmas episode of Locked on Kraken. I'm your host, Erica L. Ayala. For those who are celebrating Christmas, who have celebrated Hanukkah, or maybe are getting ready to celebrate Kwanzaa, thank you so much for making Locked on Kraken a part of your daily destination where we bring you your team every single day. Before we get into this special episode, I really want to say a heartfelt thank you Thank you, thank you, thank you. It means so much that you listen in. I know there are so many podcasts in the world. There are so many hockey podcasts, and we have some amazing Seattle Kraken podcasts. So for you to join me here, I am honored, I am grateful, I am humbled, and hopefully I continue to find ways to level myself up and, of course, the coverage. And I thought this would be something fun, kind of playing on the old Christmas carol, but I do want to just acknowledge that there will be a clip that I share where you will hear from the late Andy Eide and a heartfelt uh, just love and holiday cheer, not just to the Eide family and the greater Kraken community, but anyone who's finding the holiday season a little bit difficult. I myself have lost someone and sometimes it makes the holidays a little harder. So I'm I'm sending out some love to you as well. But for Kraken past, present and future, here's how it's going to go. In the first segment, you're going to hear from two Seattle Kraken players. First, Daniel Sprong, former Seattle Kraken player and current player Jordan Eberly. Now Sprong is going to be talking after the Seattle Kraken dropped a game 6-5 in overtime shootout to the Vancouver Canucks. This was the last game before the holiday break last year on December 22nd, 2022. Very short comments from Daniel Sprung, who of course now is with Detroit. And then I want to play a little clip from uh, Jordan Eberly talking about, I don't know, some kid from Regina, World Juniors. I think he's in Chicago these days. You'll hear him talk about Connor Bedard. This one is a clip from after the, uh, the, 31st, which was a Kraken practice day, the day before the Seattle Kraken lost to the Oilers 7-2. to And it's in this clip in particular where you might hear the voice of Andy Eide. And so that's going to be our holiday special, our Christmas special episode, uh, Seattle Kraken Past. That is coming up right now on today's episode of Locked on Kraken with the least amount of ice time of anyone on the team which is just your key to the finesse of making the most time or making the most of your time yeah i just try to every shift out there make the most of it and our line played well uh, it is what it is 
You guys were playing very well. What, what happened in the latter stages of that game? They had a push, and uh, you know they capitalized on their chances, and uh, that's sometimes the way hockey goes. But it's uh, of course not the way we want to end going into the break. Did you sense that the team was, was playing a different style towards the end of that game than it had earlier on? They, it seemed like there was a lot of no, back and forth. I got into it. Uh, they started to push, and we didn't find an answer, and and uh, they kept coming, and you keep coming, and uh, you're going to get chances, and they bury them. After a game like last night, is it better just to flush it or to spend time going over uh, what happened? I mean, in my opinion, it's. I mean, those games sometimes are a little bit easier to get over because, I mean, anytime you get kicked in the teeth like that, you know, it brings you back to reality. And, and but that being said, you know, you you, you got to come to the rink and you got to, you know, watch what's what's not going right. I think it gives you an opportunity when you come in like a day like today to, to get better. Really, that's all it is. Um, you know, back to square one, you find, um, you know, a little bit of more passion in your game. You got to find a little bit more execution, a little more detail. And, um, you know, you, you, you just a little bit more fire. So, um, you know, today was, in my opinion, one of the best practices we've had this year. So that's just, I think we have the group in here with resiliency and, and uh, determination, and, and we want to be in that fight for the playoff spot. So, um, you know, if today's practice is an indication of, um, you know, how we're going to respond. Do you like having a game right away a day later after something like that? Yeah. And then like four or five days later? I mean, that's my, that. And that's the best part about hockey. I mean, it's not like football where you got to wait a week and think about it and yeah. go through it, right, and, and dwell on it. You, you get right back on the horse. So you come back today on a day like today and you watch video. I mean, it's it, you, you understand what's not going right. You fix some things and you go right back to work. So, um, you know, that's the best part about hockey. Do you have any thoughts on Connor Bedard tying your uh, World Juniors record? Yeah, I'm just shocked it took him so long. I mean, you watch <laughs> the talent that that kid has, and I've, ke I've kept tabs on him just based on him being in Regina. That's where I played and obviously where I'm from. So, um, you know, winning the first overall pick for the Pats and, and them getting an opportunity, I think, you know, if I was a kid in Regina, I'd be going to every game just to watch him. So, um, you know, I've kept kept tabs on him, and, and you know, those are those are for me. Those are players that come around once every you know 15 years. He's 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 that special. So, um, you know, it's been fun to keep tabs on him, and, and uh, you know, obviously they got some tough games coming up, and, and he's a, he's a big time player. So I'm sure he'll come through. Do you know him at all? Do you know him at all? Have you talked? No, no, never met him. Never talked to him. Um, you know, I I know some of the staff in Regina, and I've you know I heard he's a great kid and a great leader, and um, nothing but high praise for him. Shane takes away from this experience at World Juniors? Um, you know, I, I look back at my time um, and playing in it. I think as a Canadian kid, you know, you grow up watching that tournament. You, you, for us, it was like a tradition around Boxing Day. You watch those games. And, um, you know, before making NHL, you dreamed of playing in that tournament. So, you know, when you get the opportunity, um, it's special. There's a lot of pressure that goes along with putting on the Maple Leaf. But, um, you know, it's a lot of fun. I think for him, just to try and enjoy the moment. You know, you get to play with the best of the best. That, I mean, he's only 18 years old and, and you know, captaining a team. That's pretty special in itself. So, you know, it just goes to show the leadership qualities that he has and, and uh, you know, the, the special player that he is as well. So, um, you know, the, the games only get funner too. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's a tough tournament to win, but, you know, as the tournament goes along, you get into the the tougher games near the end in the quarterfinals and semis, and, and those are the fun games that you enjoy it. And, and he's lucky that he gets to play in Canada. So if I could, you know, just enjoy enjoy as much as he can, and and uh, you know, continue to win. Yeah. In both clips, you'll hear the guys effectively talking about turning the page, feeling that they wanted a little bit more 
And listen, we talked about it on yesterday's episode. I had a special Sunday episode. Good win that we got against the Kings to go into the holiday and still things that the Kraken want to work on in the 2023 portion of the 23-24 season. And I'm going to take you back to the locker room after the win against the Kings, and we'll hear from Seattle Kraken players of the present summarizing where they feel the team is. Uh, we'll hear from Vince Dunn and a little bit from Dave Haxtell, head coach for the present, and then I'll talk to you a little bit about our uh, not ghosts, but voices, if you will, of the future of the Seattle Kraken coming up on today's special episode of Locked on Kraken. Thanks, as always, for making Locked on Kraken a part of your daily destination. Again, this is a special Christmas episode, Voices of Kraken Past, Present, and Future. We just heard from Daniel Sprong, who, as we know, is no longer on the Seattle Kraken roster, but was an integral part of our push to the playoffs last year. We also heard from Jordan Eberle. They were talking after two pretty big losses. And if you've heard me talk before, especially with Gil Martin, who you'll hear me speak to coming up later in this week uh, for the Locked on NHL show, then you know that I felt that there was a massive turning point at the top of the year, January 1st, in that game against the Islanders. And well, January 1st is going to be another big day for the Seattle Kraken and, of course, the city of Seattle. We'll talk about that a little bit in our final segment and, of course, throughout the rest of this week. But now we're going to get to voices of the Seattle Kraken present, and we're going to hear from Vince Dunn and our head coach, Dave Haxtell. 100 assists as a member of the Kraken. I know it's kind of a specific milestone, but does that represent anything to you to be able to be so key to the team's success? Yeah, I think I just try to take every opportunity that's been given um, to me in this organization, and they've given me a lot. So just try to grasp it whenever I can, and um, it's obviously a nice milestone for me. And um, Yeah, fortunate to get the win tonight. I'm really happy for the guys to end on a good note going into the break here. and um, That's a really big five points on the road trip. You and Tatar connect on two different plays. Just what has he brought to this team in this last week? What have you noticed from, from his game and kind of the spark it feels like he's maybe provided you guys? Yeah, he's been great. I think you can probably relate to the Tolvanen pickup. Um, kind of a sneaky pickup that no one really sees coming. And then he comes in here and makes a statement just like Tolly did. So he's been great for us. The chemistry he's found with Ebbs and Maddie, it's terrific. And um, that's what our team really needs right now. However, we get it done. Um, we just have to find a way to get wins here. Your team has been playing so well lately. I mean, are you looking forward to the way you're playing going forward? getting more wins. Yeah. You feel like you can. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a dark place sometimes coming to the rink when things aren't going your way. And um, we haven't been a team that got quiet on each other. Um, I think everyone would say the same that we're a really close group in here and um, we're not clicky. Everyone's always contributing um, vocally in here and I'm always trying to do their part. So I think. Um, Team go, teams go through adversity, but when you have a team that sticks together, you can find a way to get out of it. So um, I think going to the break, it's a good little mental reset for us, but um, by no means do we got to take our foot off the gas. There's a lot of work to do here after the break, but um, I think this is just a good feeling going into the time off. 
performances stand out to you and that gave you guys the chance to win? Well, the team performance, that's what stands out overall. I mean, good individual performances mixed in are, are very important uh, from goaltender on out, especially uh, on the road. Um, and we had other good individual performances along with that, but uh, we continue to you know compete really hard as a group. And, uh, you know, we were able to build a lead tonight, hold the lead all the way through, and that's that's the way you want to do it uh, on the road. You know, we're we're playing very consistent, so this doesn't change how, how we feel about you know where we're at. We're uh, we we've played very consistently over the last few weeks. Uh, I think we've got one game in our last eight that we haven't got points. So um, you know, our guys are playing hard, regardless of you know what our lineup may or may not look like. Whoever is available is. Uh, you know, is, is going out, doing the job, working hard together, and you know we put a good string together here. Now, we, you know, three days will be, you know, that'll be valuable rest time. I want guys to be able to go home, enjoy Christmas with their families, and then uh, we, you know, we come back and quickly uh, get back on the gas pedal on the 27th. Vince, compared the impact that Tatar has been able to make, kind of like what happened to Valley Tolvanen when you guys picked him up. <laughs> last year how what is it you think about the system that you guys play or the culture that you have that allows guys to just jump in and make that impact right away well, i don't uh, the, i would credit the you know the players that are able to come in tolvi tolvi came in in a different situation he came in you know scratching clawing for an opportunity he, uh, he was out of the lineup for a couple of weeks he worked extremely hard while he was out of the lineup and when he came in he, he uh, it was obvious that he was hungry and he was ready uh, and he found a home with, uh, you know, chemistry-wise with his line mates pretty quickly. Uh, you know, Tuna comes in in a little different situation, uh, you know, but, you know, equally he was, you know, he's really, he was excited and, and hungry to come in and help us. I mean, from a veteran player with that type of presence uh, and, and the type of ability that he has, he, you know, he immediately has found some chemistry now with Maddie and with Ebbs, and that's a real positive um, when, you know, when you see that happen, you know, on, on uh, the front end of a guy coming into the lineup. But for me, you know, with, uh, with Thomas, his, his presence is outstanding. Very, very smart individual player, and he brings that to the table to the people around him. And so, again, I said it a little bit yesterday, and I think you got the sentiment from both Dave and Vince. Good win, great goaltending, and there's still more work that needs to be done. But overall, good way to settle into this portion of the season get to the holiday break, and then come back on the other side with a strong push through to the 2024 portion of the season. As always, I want to thank you for listening to Locked on Kraken. A reminder that Locked on Kraken is part of the Locked on Podcast Network, and we have a 24-7 YouTube channel, Locked on Sports Today. So make sure, if you're not already, that you head over and listen to Locked on Sports Today, where you can hear myself, I mentioned Gil Martin, and a few of our other Locked on NHL national show hosts as a part of our 24-7 rotation. Coming up, voices of the Seattle Kraken and the future. I'm going to take you actually back to the past so we can talk about the future with the one and only Jessica Campbell, who of course is one of our coaches for the Coachella Valley Firebirds. I talked to her about developing the talent of the future of the Seattle Kraken. And as you know, we've already seen some of that future up with us in the present. Ty Cartier, Riker Evans, 
Colin's just came up on an emergency basis. We've already seen Shane Wright and the list goes on and on. But here's a conversation uh, from uh, from training camp. And Jessica and I got to have a one on one conversation. And here's how she's breaking down what needs to happen at the Coachella Valley level so that the future of the Seattle Kraken is bright. We thank you for your service, Jessica. Thank you for the interview. And here is our voices of the Seattle Kraken future. Uh, so another year here in Seattle for training camp. Um, we got to speak to you a little bit at CPA, but um, now as we march towards another preseason game, how do you think the, the group is looking? I think there's a lot to build on, obviously. That's what preseason's all about, is kind of what I alluded to the other night, is just getting the right pieces in place to build on and obviously to start the season the right way. So I think we'll see definitely some more positive steps tonight with the group. And, you know, such a great run for both sides, but certainly an exciting and electric one for, for the Firebirds. Um, when you think of the building blocks that you laid last year, what were some of the things, even if they're not specific asks, but that's in the back of the mind of the coaching staff, knowing how you performed last year? Yeah, I think if we take ourselves back to this time of year last year, you know, a lot of it was just creating that identity of how we wanted to play, the type of team we wanted to be, the ultra-competitive spirit, and I think we had the right group, group of guys to accomplish that. And, and right from the very beginning, I think we, we, we saw a response from our, from our group, and regardless of how they landed, you know, as a firebird, for us, it's just, it was just about instilling that competitiveness and the culture piece. Then from there, we could obviously create some structure and let them be creative within that structure and, and see what we could accomplish. But playing fast and just dominate, being dominant in every zone was something we tried to bring every single night. And I think we're going to be able to build on that this year with the group. Yeah, absolutely. I want to take you back to some of our conversations, what we heard about you when you came to the organization, and even something that you mentioned the other day, which is how much you really appreciate and enjoy being able to build um, players and help them throughout their trajectory, whether it's as an individual coach, as an assistant coach. But I also was in Toronto, and I understand that you might have also helped with the PWHL Ottawa and helping them lay a foundation there. What can you tell me about that opportunity to work with Mike and PWHL Ottawa for what was obviously a historic draft on the women's side of things. Yeah, I think for me, obviously being on this side of it now, a little bit further away from the female game, just being able to help, you know, as is almost in player development, scouting, and I, I still know the women's game very well and the, and the players, and being able to see it from a different lens perhaps and take some of my experiences now and, and to help Mike craft, you know, the right team that he was trying to build as well in, in Ottawa. So that was really fun for me and just a little bit of kind of close to home feeling. So I'm very excited. Obviously, it's it's what the game needs. Obviously, the women that have been doing this and their former teammates, still friends, but seeing them have finally the stage and deservingly so get to play at the highest level and, and be paid to do so, it's, it's awesome to see. So I'm excited for them. And I think back to your point, for me, as a, you know, prior, prior to this role as a skating and skills coach with that background, I really take pride in the development of our players and the prospects and even the veteran players that are continuing down that path, right? And, and that's what it's all about. So with AHL, I, I feel very fortunate now as an assistant coach to be able to blend that skill set and for me bring, bring that to the table every day so that we're not only coaching the guys, but we're also supporting them with the development tools to work on their game individually. And so to see the success that they have 
on an individual front and, and to see it on a stage like now at camp where, they, where they're able to showcase those skills. We take a lot of pride and obviously see a lot, get a lot of joy out of it. And obviously the, the task at hand is to get these teams ready for what is to come for the regular season and as we talked about the push for whatever will be beyond, which both have laid a foundation, you want to be able to build on that. But I wonder if at all or when in you know a, a year cycle, do you have opportunity to kind of reflect on uh, what your goals are um, um, as a part of this organization and, and areas where you want to be able to lean on, whether it's Dan or other people, to to just always help be a, a learner yourself. Yeah, I'm a big believer in just keeping a growth mindset every day, right? There's an opportunity, especially in a group like this, an organization like this, so rich in resources and a wealth of knowledge and, and people who've won on every level. Um, so for me, I just try to surround myself, ask questions every day, um, bring my, a mind of my own and to challenge, you know, in areas where I know I can challenge but I think that's the biggest thing for me is just continuing to lean into it, lean into the good work, trust the process. And obviously my goal is to continue to coach at the highest level, but timelines aren't necessary for me and definitely not where my focus is. Just trying to have an impact every day to help our team have success, to help our guys have success. And if, if they succeed, we all succeed. But it's an, it's an honor every day. I think the Kraken organization, you, you look around and you see that wealth of knowledge, you see that diversity, and you see that everybody's bringing something different to the table. So I feel pride in being able to do the same. So I hope you enjoyed this special Christmas episode of Locked on Kraken, just taking some of the voices from past, present, and future some people that are still with the team, Everly, Vince Dunn, of course, Dave Haxtell, some people who are throughout our system, like Jess Campbell, and of course, Daniel Sprong, who was with us last year, such a, an important piece for us last year, but has moved on. And as always, thank you so much for listening to Locked on Kraken. As I said at the top of the show, this can be a beautiful time. This can be a stressful time. This can be a, a, a sorrowful time for all kinds of different reasons. I just hope that as always, you are kind to yourself. And if you're able, be kind to others and to one another as well. And we'll say later on in the week as we get ready for Calgary and then Philadelphia. And then, of course, the Vegas Golden Knights. Hold fast, stay true, and let's go Kraken. I'll catch you on the next episode. Peace.